Spiders and Leeches, Episode 5. Promise me you'll be okay. Liars and Leeches is a horror audio drama intended for mature audiences only. It contains sensitive topics including discussions of gun violence as well as depictions of domestic violence, stalking, and murder. More specific details about each episode are listed in the show notes. Listener discretion is advised. The inside of Tammy and Jim's home was a disaster. Something Tanya knew would upset her ever-tidy sister if she'd been able to see it. There were papers on every available surface and even a few taped to one of the walls. To an outsider, it would look like someone had ransacked the house. Tanya was aware that it looked borderline unhealthy, but she was also at a point where she didn't care. It had been a week since she'd gone to the courthouse and ever since then, she'd been researching the man. So walk me through this again. All right. Victoria Parks. She used to live in Cedar Grove, too. She led a completely quiet life. No police record, no court appearances. I don't even think she ever got a parking ticket. There was no history of violence or mental illness in her family, either. And then, one day, her husband is brutally stabbed to death. Everyone thinks Victoria did it because there was no fingerprints besides hers and and no sign of forced entry either. But Victoria swears she saw her husband murdered by a tall man wearing a trench coat with a hood up. Just like you've been seeing. Just like I've been seeing. And if you look at the police sketch, Mm -hmm. uh, 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 this is the same man I've been seeing. The same coat and everything. But this case is 30 years old. Right. So the guy would be... What, 60 or 70? Why would some random old man want to follow you, of all people? That's what I'm trying to figure out, Nat. There has to be some connection we're not seeing. Have you stopped to think that maybe there is no connection? It says in the report they've been having an argument. Maybe Mrs. Parks was cheating or something, and when her husband found out, she stabbed him, either because he found out or in self-defense, and then tried to blame it on some random creep. People lie, Tanya. Stranger things have happened. But what she said lines up with what's happened to me. All of it. It's the same story, so it has to be the same guy. I know it. Tanya. (gasps) I hope you were expecting company. Hello? Shit. I had almost forgotten. Who is it? Hello? Hi. I'm here to install the security system you requested. Looks like we're doing cameras, motion detectors, and an alarm today? Yes. Uh, Thank you. Sorry, I totally forgot you were coming today. Sorry about the mess. We're working on a project. Uh Uh-huh. Looks like quite the project. If you give me a moment, I'll, uh, uh, I'll show you around. I'm sorry, I really did forget. Are you serious? Cameras? 
Alarms? How much does this cost? What else am I supposed to do? Wait till he breaks in here? At least this way I'm ready. Listen, I didn't want to say this, but have you stopped to consider- Don't. To consider? Then maybe this is a reaction to Tammy and Jim's death. I mean, I know if I lost someone the way you did that I- No, you don't know. Because you can't know until it happens to you. I know you think, and everyone thinks, that I'm just paranoid. And why wouldn't I be? My sister and her husband went to pick up a new shirt and never came home. But I know what's real, and this guy, he's real. I'm not saying he isn't. But I am saying that thinking he's the same guy from a 30-year-old case is a little out there. There's no connection between you and Victoria. Yes, there is. And until I can prove it to everyone, I'm going to make sure he doesn't hurt me. (sighs) Look, just let me show this guy around and then we can talk more. Fine. Sorry about that. Uh, Let me just show you where I want these. Lead the way. So, basically, I want to cover the entire house. Both floors, all entrances, the works. Uh, how do you set it up so that I can monitor the cameras? Is it an app, or is it something else? Natalie waited until Tanya was out of the room before she sank down to the couch, huffing in frustration. Her therapist would have told her this was a good moment to count backwards from ten to get her head on straight and calm down, but she ignored that thought. Instead, Natalie stared at the wall of papers Tanya had pinned up, chewing on her lip and trying to make sense of what Tanya had seen that she hadn't. Victoria Parks. Natalie grabbed her phone and did another Google search. The only articles that appeared were ones she had read already, all about the court case and Victoria's claims of a stalker. Still... Natalie scrolled through a couple, trying to see if there was something new that caught her eye. Just like I said, nothing. No matter what Tanya tried to say, Natalie still couldn't believe the two cases were connected. She believed someone was following Tanya, but it couldn't be the same guy. Why would he have switched from stalking Victoria to Tanya now, 30 years after his crime? What connection could there be, other than Victoria living in the same town but decades apart? Natalie had researched it, and it wasn't like Tanya was living in the same house Victoria and her husband had lived in. There was no similar connection beyond the description of the man, and even then, it wasn't as though a trench coat with a hood was a particularly unique item of clothing. It could just be a coincidence. Still, Natalie didn't want to lash out at her friend. Tanya was right. Natalie didn't know what she was going through. She'd read up on trauma responses of victims' families after mass shootings to better help her take care of her friend. Natalie was no therapist, and she knew she tended to be more blunt than most people liked, but she loved Tanya dearly. She wanted to support her, but just not by helping her scare herself more. Natalie wanted to focus on the here and now, the reality of the situation and how best to help Tanya face her fears. If she played into this idea that a 30-year-old case was connected, she feared she'd be doing more harm than good. He's got everything he needs. You good? Yeah. An idea occurred to Natalie. Maybe if Tanya spoke to Victoria, then they could clear this whole thing up. It might take that to break through Tanya's certainty, 
And if that is what it took, then Natalie was willing to help. Hey, have you thought about talking to Victoria? She's not that far away from here. The prison is actually just about two hours out. I noticed that. Yeah, maybe we should go and talk to her. You know, get some clues, figure some things out. It could be the key we need. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's a good idea. But... But but what? I don't know. I just don't want to leave the house. You don't want to leave? Yeah, I mean, what if the man shows up? At least here, I know where things are, I'll have the security system in place, and I have home turf advantage. Out there, I'm vulnerable. Tanya, you can't stay cooped up here forever. Not forever. Just until this is done, okay? So what, we should scrap the interview idea then? You just said it was a good idea. Um, maybe you could go interview her instead of me? I wouldn't even know what to ask. You're the one who thinks these cases are connected. I'd write you some questions. Nat, please. I really don't want to leave. Not now. I don't feel safe. Uh, Okay. Just, Just tell me what to ask and I'll drive up tomorrow. You owe me. I mean, it's just a favor. But sure, I owe you. Tanya didn't care for the tension that had settled over her and Natalie. She couldn't understand why her friend wasn't seeing what she saw. It was a clear connection between Victoria's case and hers, and that's why they had to figure out who the man was. If he had followed multiple women in this area, who's to say there weren't other stories that needed to be brought to light? Tanya knew Natalie was supportive and that she loved her. But in this moment, she felt as though her friend didn't believe her. She felt as though Nat just saw her as some sort of paranoid shut-in. They worked in silence for a few hours until the handyman came back into the living room. You're all set. Want me to walk you through it? Please. So you've got all your cameras placed outside, and the feeds go straight to this app you have on your phone. You can put it on your tablet, too. Just put in your passcode, and you can pull up the feeds. The motion sensors are on your doors and windows, and if any of them open, you'll get a notification. There's also this control panel by your door. It'll let you know when you activate your alarms and if any of your doors or windows open. With the alarms, you can enable or disable them in the app as well, again, with the passcode. Try to make it something that a burglar wouldn't guess. Great advice. Never would have thought of that. Thank you so much. This feels so much more secure. Yeah, the way you've got things set up, no one's getting in here. That's the plan. Let me show you out. Motion detected. Front door. Tanya did find herself sleeping better that night lulled to sleep as she checked the security cameras over and over to show that no one was there. She could tell Natalie was frustrated by her actions, though she tried to hide it. Still, it wasn't like Natalie truly understood what Tanya was feeling, and for now, she felt safer than she had in weeks.
The next morning, Natalie stayed long enough for breakfast before leaving for the prison. The tension was still there, but Tanya still hugged her before Natalie got into her rental car. As Natalie drove away, Tanya felt a familiar sense of unease settle over her. She shivered despite the warm air of the summer morning and hurried back inside. Two, three, four, two. Alarm activated. For the next 30 minutes, Tanya found herself repeating the same motions. She would check the alarm by the front door and then the locks. She would repeat this by the back door before pausing in the kitchen to scroll through the camera feeds on her tablet. Then she would go back to the front door to start the pattern over again. Finally satisfied, she settled down on the couch to try and relax. She was safe here. She had to be. After a few hours, Tanya's phone beeped at her. It was a text from Natalie. Just arrived. Can't take my phone inside, so radio silence for a bit. I'll let you know if I find out anything interesting. Motion detected. Front yard. Tanya sat up, fear suddenly coursing through her. This was it. This was the man already here to do her harm. She quickly pulled up her security app and scrolled through the feed. When she saw who was in her yard, she relaxed. Motion detected. Front door. Dad! Hey, baby girl. Mm. What brings you out here? Hey, I thought I'd stop by. Check in to see how you're feeling after you got sick. Oh, yeah, I'm fine now. We all missed you at the barbecue. The Watsons in their love. And Miss Briggs wanted me to pass along her thoughts as well. Everyone was there, huh? Just about. I'm sorry I couldn't make it. I understand. It's been hard. For all of us. No one blames you for needing to take a day for yourself. Here, come in. You don't need to just stand out there in the heat. Thanks. This place looks kind of messy. Oh, uh, it's... For a work project Natalie and I are doing. A work project, huh? You know us. Never stop hustling. <laughs> what is it this time? Take it down to state senator? Investigating a corrupt politician? We, um, we can't talk about it yet. You'll get the full story in the print. You've still got a lot of Tammy and Jim stuff in here. Yeah, I, uh, I haven't had a chance to redecorate yet. Besides, it feels weird taking their stuff down. Besides, it looks good. You know the two of them. Could have had a whole damn TV show where Jim did renovations and Tammy decorated the house. God, <laughs> yeah. She always had that creative eye. She got that from your mom. Meanwhile, you and I, <laughs> let's just say we didn't get that gene. You saying your old man isn't creative? <laughs> I'm saying you're a socks and sandals guy. And Tammy always gave you a tough time about that. <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> I'm glad it's yours now. Better than that cramped apartment back in New York that you used to call home. Here you've got space. Good memories, too. Here, sit down. I can get you some tea if you'd like, or a coffee. I'm fine, sweetheart. You know, Tammy's birthday is in a couple of months. I keep thinking how we'd always do these big shindigs for you girls on your birthdays. Now it's like, what do we do? Do we ignore it? 
Maybe we should. See? I don't think so. I think we owe her something. Goddamn, if it isn't the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. You're not supposed to bury your kids. You have them, and you know there's a chance something might happen, but you think, worst thing is, I'll have to go, and I won't get to see them live out the rest of their lives. But then you get a phone call, and suddenly you've seen all of your child's life, and you're still here. You have to keep going through all your birthdays and holidays knowing they lived all of theirs. I'm not supposed to have outlived either you girls. Jim either. I wasn't supposed to have to plan funeral arrangements or deal with the casseroles and f flowers and... Uh, uh, damn it. I'm so sorry, Daddy. Just... Promise me you'll be safe, okay? I can't lose you too. My heart won't be able to take it. I won't. Honestly, I can barely leave the house anymore. I feel like there's... There's something bad around every corner. That every crowd is just hiding someone. No, no. You can't live like that either. That's not what they will want. See, I can't ask them that. Because <laughs> they're dead. Some asshole with a gun decided his anger meant more than their lives. And now we have to pick the pieces up. And I'm angry. And I'm sad. And nothing will ever get better. It feels like this pain is just, is just going to eat me alive. It's okay to be angry. Hell, I've been angry too. We can't just can't just let it win. Each day gets a little more manageable. And one day we're going to wake up and it's going to be business as usual. And it won't hurt quite so much. At least, that's what I've got to believe. I don't want to forget them. It's not forgetting. We'll still love and miss them. It's just accepting that grief becomes part of life. I'm so angry. I know, I know. Tanya and her dad talked for a couple hours. They hugged each other and cried. And at the end of it all, Tanya felt better. The sun was coming in golden through the windows when her dad finally cleared his throat awkwardly. <clears throat> I should probably get going. Do you want to stay the night? The guest room's not nearly as messy as it is in here. Nah, Got an 8 a.m. AP class to teach tomorrow. And these students got it in their heads that if I'm late at all, they can leave. Don't know why they do, but I'm never late. It was good seeing you, sweetheart. I've missed my baby girl. I'll come visit you soon. I promise. Give Mom a hug for me? Of course. <sighs> Tanya waited by the front door waving as she watched her dad's car drive off into the distance. Tanya checked her phone as she walked back to the house. There was a new text from Natalie. As she opened it, her good mood evaporated. Hey, you need to call me. You'll never believe what Victoria said.
Lizards and Leeches, Episode 5, Promise Me You'll Be Okay, starring Ryan Reed as the narrator, Kendall Bird as Tanya, Newton Newt Shottlecotty as Natalie, Gerald Hill as Frank, Alex Bowie as the handyman, and Olivia Steele as the alarm. Liars and Leeches was produced by Hemlock Creek Productions. The story was created by Marissa Ewing and the script written by K.J. Scott with script editing provided by Meg Williams. Dialogue editing, mixing, and mastering was done by Marissa Ewing. Sound design by Melissa Pons and music written by Nico Vitesi of We Talk of Dreams. Additional recording assistance provided by Jordan Alexander and Trey Baker of Music City Studios. To learn more about the show, cast, and crew, visit www.hemlockcreekprod.com. That's hemlockcreekprod.com. Thank you for listening. We will return next week. Thank you.